Hi, it's Justin here again for the second episode of this podcast titled Weezer and One More Thing, where me, your host, Justin, talks about uh, my favorite band of all time, Weezer, and then one more random thing that uh, comes up in my brain at that time. Uh, thanks for listening to the first episode. Thank you to everyone uh, who offered feedback and offered love and support and kindness. Uh, wow, that was super cool of you, and uh, I couldn't be doing this second episode without you. Um, I, I record this podcast in my, uh, blue spare room. The walls are painted blue. I did not paint them blue for the blue album. It just was a really cool color blue. But anyway, um, I've been avoiding this blue room, uh, like the plague for like a month. I was so terrified to do this, but, uh, your kindness and your support, uh, made me give this second episode a go. So without further ado, how about some news? So yeah, uh, as time I'm recording this, uh, the big news is that Brian Bell, everyone's favorite guitarist in the band Weezer, um, had an acting gig uh, where he played the role of the dreamer in the reimagined music video of Weezer's The Deep and Dreamless Sleep off of their Seasons Winter EP, which uh, I think is one of my favorite songs from that whole Seasons project, but uh seems like on the Whisk well, blah, blah, blah. the Weezer Discord server. I'm going to leave that one in. Um, there were some people disagreeing with that. But uh, anywho, uh, Brian's version is like uh, he takes it and he turns it into, I want to say, a cowboy tune. I don't know if that's the right uh, format. But yeah, that's what we're going to call it, a cowboy tune. Uh, it's a really great rendition of The Deep and Dreamless Sleep, which is a wonderful song. Uh, and Brian plays the role of the dreamer in the video, uh, directed by D.W. Brown. Uh, Brian Bell is the dreamer, and uh, it's got a full cast. Great soundtrack uh, performed by Brian, and uh, I don't have the whole... Let's see here. Brian Bell, Leanne Skoda, Jason Hiller, Josh Block, and Max Bernstein uh, performing this cowboy version of The Deep and Dreamless Sleep. So head on over to Brian Bell's new youtube page where he has i think just that one video up and watch the deep and dreamless sleep it's a really cool take on a really cool song and it's a really neat video so uh yes let's head on to the bulk of this episode which is one of my favorite weezer years a year where not much happened 1998 January 14th, 1998, Rivers Cuomo performed his fifth solo show, the tryout show for Weezer at TT the Bears in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Pat Wilson of Weezer on drums, Jake Zavracki on guitar, and I believe Mikey Welsh on bass. The set list was Rosemary, Get You, The Prettiest Girl in the Whole Wide World, No One Else, Baby, Say It Ain't So, Undone, followed by Only in Dreams. My heart fills with great joy when Rosemary finally kicks in after nearly two minutes of build-up. If this were going to be Weezer Part 3, we were already off to a good start. With just a few simple chords and a steady, repeating, and plodding drumbeat, Cuomo had finally moved on past the grand arrangements of Pinkerton. 
The old Weezer songs performed that night were anything but old, but they sound like well-seasoned classics performed by the band here. They're more punk rock than ever before, and these performances show just how amazing the songs are at the core. Stripped away of any studio production at this performance, we're left with the one thing that we can always rely on Cuomo for. Great songs. These old songs sit perfectly by the new tunes that Weezer were eyeing for Weezer Part 3. When listened to as a whole, you can clearly see Cuomo's growth as a songwriter. Nothing hits quite as hard for me as Baby, a five and a half minute epic wrapped in Cuomo's new simplistic approach to songwriting, with just a few chords, some strategically placed dynamics, and one of Cuomo's most beautiful melodies ever, Baby is a song that I still hope he revisits at some point. For me, it's the best unreleased Cuomo tune, the perfect piece of music that combines Cuomo's 1997-1998 simple approach to songwriting with the same emotional resonance of Blue and Pinkerton. Listen to the bootleg version of Baby that's out there on the, in the internet and let me know if you feel those tingles up your spine as the band reaches the climax of the song. You can listen to that uh, bootleg version of the song on the Cambridge Band bootleg CD that came out in around 1998. Just search for it on the internet. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. But this was just one show. In fact, the first show of what could have been Weezer Part 3. As with any garden that is planted, it all starts with seeds. This show proved to me that Cuomo had come up with some amazing seeds to start the Weezer Part 3 journey. Those three new songs performed at the show, which are Rosemary, The Prettiest Girl in the Whole Wide World, and Baby, are, for me, like the top level of Rivers Cuomo songwriting. To think what the other songs from that era that could have joined these mighty three on Weezer Part 3 is an exercise that I often think about. Imagine an album with not only those three songs, but songs like One Thousand Years, Fun Time, Heck Maybe Throw in Hot Tub, and you got quite a gem there. Back in those days, it was uh, pretty lucky if you could get on the internet, but I would often sneak out of uh, a study hall class in my high school and go to the computer lab where they had about eight computers, and they were all Macs, I remember that. Those uh, very cool Macs around the time of 1998, and I would always go to Weezer.net, uh, but specifically, I would be checking up on Weezer.net slash Pat, where... Pat would post a picture here and there, a little glimpse of uh, what's going on in the Weezer world. Uh, that's where you found out that Mikey Welsh was the new bass player. And man, um, I was like 17, nearly 18 at that time, and Mikey looked so cool. Uh, I just thought, man, this guy's going to bring the rock to Weezer. It's going to be really great. And uh, you get little glimpses of things, little hints of songs. I remember there was a title called Old Backwater being tossed around there at some point, and uh that kind of just blew my mind because I grew up listening to a lot of the band, the Doobie Brothers. Uh, it was one of the tapes my dad had in his car, and that reminded me of that. But, uh, you know, as demos have come out and Rivers has opened up his demo market and Carl has uh, showered us with many, many stories of many, many things, uh, we're learning so much more about 1998, my weirdly favorite year in Weezer history, uh, Cuomo's uh, at the he's he's back at it again demoing he's working with the band he does a bunch of demos uh, which are in various uh, codes I guess he, they, they call them the C demos the TK demos 
And then we get to a curious set, uh, one that I'm really weirdly excited about, the TKX era. A curious entry into Cuomo's songwriting catalog. These songs intrigue me to no end, but at the same time, I don't feel a connection to most of them. They're all a bit generic overall. Had this become the era of Weezer Part 3, I'm afraid the band would have lasted past this album. We saw this kind of a trend with a lot of rock and alternative bands back in the late 90s. They released this work that was okay, but it wasn't that great. It wasn't that special. Those were bands uh, kind of coming to my head like Marcy Playground, Smashing Pumpkins, and there's probably a few more in there. The material from this era has moments, but overall there's a blend that permeates every song. I think my favorite, uh, favorite six songs from this era have to be um, There's a Bomb in the Air, Crazy One, Everyone, Trampoline, Everyone's Thinking Too Much, or wait, Everybody's Thinking Too Much, and uh, that's about it. I, I said six, but I meant five. Um, but thinking about the first few songs that I talked about during the early 1998 years and then coming to this, uh, perhaps it's best for us to stop looking at Rivers' output during um, 1998 as a complete album. It was never going to be Weezer Part 3. It's clear to me, but by the fragmented nature of these demos that we have from this era, that Cuomo lacked a vision for where to go with his songwriting. And I think he's pretty much said that every time we ask him that. But maybe the answer for him at that point was to do multiple EPs. I'm thinking seasons without the focus. Where I really tail off with the 1998 stuff, but still remain a little bit curious, are the TKX demos. Um, I recently took a trip... Uh, across America and I listened to a lot of these demos just put them on in the background and kept listening to them and listening to them and what I think this era represents is uh, Rivers getting really really lost and just really losing it until he um, starts the COR the catalog of riffs in 1999 uh, which I'm gonna totally do an episode on that at some point soon uh, for me when I was listening to these TKX demos, uh, numbers 40 through 91, the ones that we have, really show um, the most lost Rivers Cuomo that I think we've heard in terms of songwriting. When listening to this era of songwriting, I hear Cuomo of 90 to 92. To me, during that time, that's when Cuomo, uh, that's when Rivers was really trying to figure out what Weezer sounded like. And he's doing that same thing here. These demos and songwriting experiments, they produce some fruitful material, but there's so much of it that's so kind of unlistenable. Um, he's really searching and he's not coming up. And I think this is really where um, I can see him losing track. I can see him losing hope. I can see him losing faith and then him needing to realize that uh, I got to do something else, which led to 1999, which we're going to talk about sometime soon. I can't stop thinking about the Arctic Monkeys. Um, I go through these little 
obsessive fits with bands and music and um, ideas and I can't get off of their album Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino uh, from a few years back but I really can't stop thinking about the song Sculptures of Anything Goes. I think it has something to do with the music video they released recently. Um, I've never been like a film person or anything but I watched this music video and I'm like holy cow this is um super artsy and uh, really fun to watch and just cool to see how they weave all these random shots together to tell this story that may or may not exist. I don't know, but my brain keeps thinking up of stories as I watch along this video. I keep thinking about, um, does this song, which is from their new album, which is called The Car, does it somehow connect to Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, which came out uh, a few years back? Um, because, you know, it sounds more like it should be on that album rather than the car. Um, and then this video seems to connect the two. If you watch all the videos, my mind just starts racing and racing and racing and racing. As I listen to this song, watch the video, I start coming up with all this, uh, Arctic Monkeys lore in my head. And I won't bore you on this podcast about it, but, uh, I keep thinking about how it all connects and how... There's some big art project going on by the band and Alex Turner. Um, kind of just blows my mind. But uh, let's get to the song, um, Sculptures of Anything Goes. It's the third track off the new Arctic Monkeys album, which is called The Car. Uh, came out late last year. I cannot remember when. I want to say September-ish, October-ish, because uh, I have a very clear memory of listening to it in the fall. The album is really great with lots of strings and um, Arctic Monkeys at their... Uh, chillest that they have ever been you know this band really just has slowed down and just calmed down throughout the course of their career but sculptures of anything goes sounds like something out of a stanley kubrick sci-fi film it's uh this bizarre piece of music which seems to just feature synthesizers a little bit of bass and some drums over uh the front man of the arctic monkeys one of my favorites alex turner um giving his best weird sci-fi crooning, uh, which is kind of what he's morphed into in this stage of his career. He sounds like, um, yeah, he's in every Stanley Kubrick film or some uh, weird sci-fi film you've ever seen. It's just really wonderful. I really love this track. I think the synthesizer, which is something, uh, I love synthesizers. I really wish Weezer would have done songs from the black hole because, um, Number one, it would have been the best synthesizer album of that year. Um, uh, Return of the Rentals is not that great. I'm sorry, I'm taking that stand right here. It's just not that great. It hasn't aged well. We'll talk about it later. But um, synthesizers, yeah. Sculptures of Anything Goes is just dripping in synthesizers and uh, weird drum beats, very simplistic drum beats. And when it's paired with this music video, um, it's all I can think of as winter turns to spring here in my wonderful town of Augusta, Maine. Um, it just really fits the tone, and thanks for letting me talk about it. Um, I know summer's right around the corner, so I think I'm going to set the Arctic Monkeys aside for a bit until I do see them later on this year. I think it's September, and uh, thanks for uh, letting me talk about that. And that's all for the second episode of Weezer and One More Thing. Thank you for listening to this podcast that comes out of my brain. 
uh, goes into my mouth and then I spit it out and I say things and you listen and thank you to everyone for their kindness and encouragement and um, I hope you're having a good day and I hope you continue to have a good day and um, say hi to me if you want to. My email is justinthelibrarian at gmail.com or you can find me on the Weezer Discord server and I think I'm on the Weezer fan club page um, the Facebook page. Yeah, so find me there. Say hi. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. I'll see you sometime soon.